Thank you for joining us today for this life-changing message from River of Life. If you are ever in our area, we would love for you to join us. For more information, visit us at rolcrawfordville.com. That's rolcrawfordville.com. Or download our app in the App Store under ROL Crawfordville. Now, let's join Senior Pastor Henry Jones as he teaches from the Word of God. I have pastored some churches. Well, this is the craziest church I've ever pastored. Wow. Yeah. You know, one of the things I love about our praise team is I know, I am absolutely sure, nobody is asleep right now. You can't go to sleep, can you, hearing this? Hey, uh, how many of you have seen the drops behind me? Hold your hand up. Really? Why didn't you say something? No, you've seen the drops coming down back here. Yeah, yeah, you see the drops. Now, they tell me that's condensation, but I don't believe it. I believe it's mercy drops. I believe it's the anointing of the Lord. And we're praying for the showers of blessings. Oh, I tell you, isn't it a great day to be serving the Lord? Wow. Wow. So I want to tell you a story to start with, and then we'll get right into the message. Years ago, I don't know how many years ago, a long time ago, I was in the seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade. I'm not even sure what grade I was in. But I remember what happened, and that is that it was time for the annual FFA initiation for all the guys that wanted to join the future farmers of America. And I wanted to join the FFA. I didn't care a thing about being a farmer. I just wanted the jacket. That FFA jacket. I wanted to be able to give my girlfriend my jacket so she could wear it around. And I was willing to go through just about anything possible to, to get that jacket. And by the way, how many of you were in the FFA? Hold your hand up. Yeah. That's the geriatrics group holding their hand up right there. <laughs> and so, so it was initiation night and a lot of stuff happened that night I can't tell you about. But there was one particular thing that happened. Part of the initiation was this. They would put four or five of us at a time in a boxing ring. And you got to have one boxing glove. Only one. All of us had one boxing glove. And they told us we were going to get in there and we had to fight. And then right before we go into the ring, or we'd actually stepped into the boxing ring, the makeshift ring they had, they put blindfolds on us. (laughs) So now we all have blindfolds on, one boxing glove, and we hear these instructions. Now, guys, go at it. Get in there and go at it. And I was the smallest one of my group. 
And I'm thinking, they're going to kill me. <laughs> they will kill me. And right before it was time for us to start boxing, they said, we'll sound the bell in a moment and you'll, you'll start swinging away. But you're blindfolded. You can't see. Somebody grabbed me by the arm and pulled me aside and leaned over and whispered in my ear, don't say a word, just listen. And then he pulled my blindfold off and he said, you're going to be the only one in the ring without a blindfold. Now, I like where this is going. And then I got special instructions. You can't hurt anybody. You can't lay them out. But what you can do is you can just punch them. You can just get about three. And I'm giving all these instructions. You just, just, just annoy them. Make them mad. Just punch them. I'm thinking, I can do this. I can do this. But immediately I started thinking, if these guys ever find out that I did not have my blindfold on, they will kill me. But anyway, so the bell rings, and uh, I'm not making any of this up. Those of you who remember those days, you remember some of this weird stuff we did. And so I'm in the ring, and what I, what I did was, is I would just, they were swinging away, and I'd just back off, and I'd go around, and I'd just, sometimes I'd get behind my just punch them in the nose. And then they'd be swinging out here and I would just hit them. And, and I, I just, I danced around. Oh, and they said, you got to hit everybody. You got to, you got to get them all. Boom, 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 boom. Man, that was a, that was a great time. That was that. This FFA thing's going to be great. And uh, that I know of, oh, and right when it was time for it to be over with, they pulled me back over to the side, put the blindfold back on me, and said, okay, everybody stop. And then they pulled the blindfolds off. And if they ever found out about it, I, don't, I, I, I didn't know. But here's what I want to tell you. Years later, I look back on that, and I realized that that was a pretty good picture of what's going on in the lives of many Christians. The forces of demonic darkness coming against them, taunting them, bruising them, intimidating them, frustrating them, causing havoc in their lives. And I'm talking about Christians now, and it's as if they're blindfolded, unable to defend themselves at all having little to no knowledge of what the Scripture says about spiritual warfare. Not able to fight, not even sure if they should fight. So today the title of my message is, Take Off the Blindfold. Now, the title is not necessarily from the experience I had, but from 1 Peter 5, 8, listen to this. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Do you see that? Be sober-minded, that, that means be alert, be on guard, be watchful. You can't be watchful if you have a blindfold on. You, you can't be watchful 
If you're, if you're not paying attention, the idea is to be alert, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. The Bible tells us to keep our eyes open, to be alert, to be watching. I stand before you today to tell you that the enemy is looking for somebody who's not looking. The enemy is looking for Christians who are not expecting him to show up. The enemy is looking for those who don't even believe he exists. And the enemy is looking for Christians who are ignorant to his schemes and devices. And when he finds them, he has his way with them. Second Corinthians 2.11, this is the great apostle Paul, says, Lest Satan should take advantage of us. Paul had one of the most glorious salvation experiences uh, ever recorded. Maybe the greatest of all salvation experiences. And yet Paul is acknowledging, notice he said, take advantage of us. Paul is acknowledging that after his encounter and calling by the Lord Jesus Christ, that Satan could actually take advantage of him and other Christians. And he's writing to Christians when he says this, lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. What he's saying is we, we've got to be careful. We've got to be alert. We've got to be knowledgeable. If we're not careful, Satan will take advantage of us. And I want to tell you, it's happened in my life. I'm pretty sure it's happened in your life from time to time. The enemy moves in and he takes advantage. And what the Bible is, is calling us to do is to be alert, to be watchful, to know how the enemy works, and to not be ignorant of his schemes, plans, and devices. Isn't it time we take off the blindfold? Isn't it time? You see, there are many Christians today who are walking around and living their lives as if the enemy does not even exist. It's true. We believe the Bible... We believe it's the Word of God, but when we come to those passages of Scripture that talk about Satan, the devil, and demons, we have a tendency to interpret those symbolically, figuratively. It's not real. It's not reality. Satan is not real. Is he? Demons moving around among us, hitting us in the face, trying to bruise us, playing games with us, trying to distract us, trying to get us off path, trying to take away from us what God wants to give to us. Really? Do we believe that? Come on. Are we too sophisticated to believe that stuff? They believe that during the dark ages. We're too educated for that today, aren't we? We know too much. No. Not really. 
Now, friends, that brings us to this question. Do we really believe the Bible? Do we really believe the truth of God's word? Do we really believe today that there is an invisible enemy moving among us, seeking to devour us? Because I got to tell you, most of what I see in Christianity today just seems to be oblivious to that. Do we really believe what the Bible says? Do we believe that we struggle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and wickedness and evil and darkness in the heavenly realm? And that means all around us. Do we really believe that? Do we believe that there is an invisible enemy who is trying to steal from us, destroy us, and even kill us. Now, friends, I didn't make any of that up. That's all right out of Scripture. If you know your Bible, that's what it says. That's what the Word of God says. You say, Pastor, that's some bad stuff you're throwing at us today. No, it's truth. Brother Derek talks, he's always talking about truth. Truth, the Word of God, is the full and final authority for life and death and for eternity. It's the truth. How can we ignore the truth? Now, friends, if we'll take the blindfolds off and we'll see what God's Word says, we can stop a lot of this stuff that's going on in our lives. I heard a great preacher say one time that you have to live with what you tolerate. You have to live with what you tolerate. Isn't it time we take the blindfolds off? Isn't it time we just look at God's word and understand what it says and do what it says? Here's the scripture. Now, this is an introductory message today. We're not going to get too deep in this, but next Sunday I'll, I'll come back and we'll pick up where we've left off today. But here's a scripture I want you to think about. James 4, 7. It says, therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will what? He's real. And he does things all the time to battle and to hinder Christianity. And the Bible says, therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. The victorious Christian life is two-dimensional. It is submitting to God and resisting the devil. Submitting to God and resisting the devil. I'd like for you to notice my body language right now. Submitting to God... And resisting the devil. Let me tell you what it is not. It is not resisting the devil, resisting the devil, and submitting to God. No, you keep your eyes on God. You keep your eyes on the Word of God, the truth of God, the promises of God, the blessings of God. But as you do that, it's two-dimensional. You submit to God and you resist the devil when he shows up. And he has a way of showing up, doesn't he? All the time. You see, friends, all day long, you should be saying, yes, yes, no. Yes, 
Yes. No. You, the Christian life is all about submitting to the Lord and resisting. It's about yielding and rejecting. It's about, it's about following and fighting. I hate to say it, but we don't like to think about fighting. That's a strong word, isn't it? We have to fight. Why in the world would the Bible tell us to put on the whole armor of God? If it were not for the fact that it's preparing us for a battle. We're to put on the whole armor of God. Why would the Bible tell us, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh, but the weapons of our, say it with me, warfare. The weapons of our warfare are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. See, we're, we're in a fight. The Christian life is wonderful. It is glorious. It is magnificent. It is fruit basket turnover. I don't know about you, but already this morning, I've been blessed beyond words just to be in the presence of the people of God and the worship of God and the spirit of the Lord in this house. Oh, it's wonderful. But listen, we also have to resist. We also have to reject. We also have to fight some of us. Now, I'm not talking about your eternal security. If Jesus has saved you and you're under the blood of the lamb and you know he lives in your heart, the devil cannot take your eternity away from you, but he can mess with your temporal life right here. And he can keep you off balance every step of the way. And I can tell you, he can keep you frustrated for the rest of your Christian life. We have, to, we have to submit. We have to resist. We have to resist the devil. You have to fight. Sometimes we have to fight for our children. The enemy wants your children. You know that, don't you? He wants your children. He wants to pull them away from you. He wants to pull them away from what you've taught them. You have to fight for your children. Sometimes you have to fight for your finances. The enemy wants to deplete what you have. He wants to take, you have to fight for your marriage. The enemy is fighting against your marriage. And husbands and wives, even Christian husbands and wives, don't get it. They get crossed up and they're, they're just going at each other. And they don't understand it's not a flesh and blood battle. There's a real enemy involved in that process. And they don't know how to do war. They don't know how to resist the enemy. Oh, they'll come to the altar, bow at the altar, and pray and submit and pray and come to the altar and bow and submit. That's half of it. The other is you have to reject. You have to stand your ground. You have to resist and drive back the opposing powers of the enemy. You have to fight for your joy. You have to fight for your faith. You, you have to fight for your testimony. Sometimes we have to fight. And I can tell you, there is no such thing as the victorious Christian life. If you're not willing to take a stand when it comes to the enemy. 
You can probably think of some times in your life when the enemy got the best of you because you didn't stand on the Word of God. Years ago, when my wife and I were pastoring up in Bainbridge, Georgia, I announced one Sunday morning to the church there, I said, I'm going to begin a series on spiritual warfare, combating and driving back Satan. And I said, and I want you to spread word throughout the city. Ask everybody that will come to come. And I said, I'm going to to teach you how to stand your ground. And I'm going to expose the enemy from the pulpit. And man, that thing went out everywhere. And I started getting phone calls. Crazy. The first phone call I got said, Pastor Jones, I'm not a member of your church, but I understand that you're going to preach on spiritual warfare and how to overcome the enemy. And I said, well, yeah, that's my plan. And he said, don't do it. I'm serious. I don't know who I don't even know who I'm talking to. He said, don't do it. I said, now, why would I not do it? And he said, well. About 10 years ago, there was a pastor in this city, and he made the same announcement you made. And right after he made that announcement and he started preaching, his son died. Friends, I want to tell you, the enemy is ruthless. He'll do anything he can to intimidate you. But I want to remind you that we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. And gave himself for it. I received other phone calls. This morning, I I had my wife to tell me the story. I said, tell me the story of what we went through in Bainbridge. So I wanted her to tell me to refresh my memory. And, and so, but others called me and said, this is not wise. You probably don't need to do this. You're, you're on dangerous ground. Uh, and, and I can tell you without Jesus Christ and without the anointing of the Holy Spirit, they're right. But anyway, so I made up my mind, I'm going to do this thing. And then we, we, we went to the church. Beth and I and our two small children went to the church. And there were some other kids there, and they were out on our playground. We had a, a, a large playground there at the church. And all the kids, there was about seven or eight of them, I don't know, all the kids came screaming in. And, and we said, what's wrong? What's wrong? Somebody hurt somebody. They said, no, no, there's a man with a knife chasing us on the playground. And man, we all ran out there and we said, where is he? They said, he ran into the woods right there. We called the police department. They came and searched the woods. They couldn't find anybody. And those kids were crying. They were scared. This guy was running around with a knife telling him he was going to kill them. But he didn't have anything to do with those kids. The enemy was trying to intimidate me. The enemy was trying to say, you got to stop this. And I dug my heels in. Actually, I prayed hard about it, and I felt like the Holy Spirit said, if you cower down now, you'll be cowering down for the rest of your life. We went home, and we were trying to gather our wits about the day, and then all of a sudden, something happened. And we realized that the refrigerator was not working. I mean, it just gone out. Light was out. We, we checked the plug in and it still had power. 
And then Beth went to the stove and the stove was out. And then we went to the washing machine and dryer and they were both out. And, and we started checking the different appliances in the house. Almost every appliance in the house would not work. We checked the outlet so we knew the power was on. I thought, this is crazy. And so then, then I thought, well, maybe it's just natural. So we, we called the power company. I said, can you send somebody out to our house immediately? We've got some weird stuff going on. They sent a guy out there and he said, I said, all of our appliances are gone. They're not working. He said, well, I can, I can check it. And he had a meter and he, he, he hooked our house up to a meter. And he said, you're not getting any surges here. He said, I don't have a clue. Maybe there was a surge and we didn't know anything about it. So he left and we're thinking, man, these threats, the kids on the playground, now all the appliances. I'm thinking, how much is this going to cost? And uh, I can tell you, you set your mind to do something for the glory of God. You need to have the whole armor of God on. You need to have the word of God with you. You need to know how to use the word of God and you need to press on. But the enemy will show up. So we went in the living room, and I, I have to tell you, some of what I'm telling you right now would be hard for me to believe if I heard you telling this story. So, but I got to tell it. We went in the living room, and we were trying to just digest everything that had happened. And then all of a sudden, you can ask my wife, the lights in our living room started going on and off, on and off, on and off. The lights in the house, it was like a Hollywood horror movie. On and off, on and off. I mean, we were... And the first thing, the first thing that came to my mind is I looked at my wife and I said, go to the piano and start playing a praise song. She went and started playing. I sat down with her and we started singing praises to God. We started glorifying the name of the Lord. Our song is our weapon. We praise Him. He inhabits the praises of His children. I want to tell you, if you're in a battle with the enemy, you want the Lord to be brought into that battle. You want the Spirit of the Lord there. And we started singing, and I don't know how long, 10, 15, 20 minutes, we just sang and praised and glorified God. And then all of a sudden, the light came on. And it didn't blink anymore. I'm not making this up. I said, go check the refrigerator. The light was on. We checked the wall. We were running all around the house checking the appliances. I'm telling you. The enemy came against us. And rather than run, we took our stand. Now, it's important that you listened to what I'm about to say. That has happened one time in my life, and I don't think it'll ever happen again. And I would almost guarantee you nothing like that will ever happen to you. Do you know why? That happened to me because I was getting ready to make a proclamation to a group of people that Satan is real and it's time to dig our heels in and stand our ground in the name of Jesus. That was the reason. Most of the time, Satan is subtle. He's subtle.
Uh, uh, let me let me share a scripture with you. Here it is, Second Corinthians eleven three. But I fear lest somehow, as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness. That word means cunning. That, that means subtle. So your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. You know, Paul was saying that most of the time when the enemy moves, it's not like I just described. We went through that. God blessed us. But that's never happened again. But almost every day of my life, the subtle attack of the enemy is still coming in. You're dealing with the enemy whether you know it or not. Hey, I've, you got to look at that last phrase. The simplicity that is in Christ. Say that with me. The simplicity that is in Christ. Oh, don't let the enemy mess that up. Don't let the enemy mess that up. I want to stir you up a little bit this morning. I, I'll, I'll be back next Sunday. And I'm going to actually give you some prayers. I'm going to give you some things that you can do to stand your ground against the enemy. I'm going to share a lot of scripture with you. But before I close today, I have to read something to you. And it's a warning. So, and I need to do this because I've seen some terrible mistakes in the area of demonology. Here it is. C.S. Lewis said, there are two equal and opposite errors into which our race can fall about devils. One is to disbelieve in their existence. The other is to believe and to feel an excessive and unhealthy interest in them. You see, both of those are wrong. And that's where the enemy gets us most of the time. Most Christians live as if there is not a real enemy trying to take them out. And then every now and then somebody begins to find these scriptures and, and they go too far with it. They develop an unhealthy interest in demons and demonology. And I want to tell you, that can never happen with us. When it comes to Satan, when it comes to the devil, when it comes to demons, when it comes to darkness, when it comes to evil, that can never be our focus. I'm, I'm just telling you, I'm saying some crazy stuff. I've seen people. I went to a conference one time and I stayed there about an hour and I left because I wanted to hear about Jesus and all I was hearing about was demons. Hey, that's that's crazy. I <laughs> forgive me, but I got I got to tell you this. I read an article one time said, "How many charismatics does it take to change a light bulb?" And the answer was ten. Takes one to change the bulb and nine to rebuke the spirit of darkness. Yeah. Come on, you can go crazy with this stuff, but you don't have to go crazy because it never becomes your focus. Jesus is your focus. The Word of God is your focus. Submitting to God becomes your focus. And there will be times when you have to say no. No, Satan. No. And, and listen, to, listen to what I'm about to tell you. Don't ever let anybody, please don't ever let anybody tell you, well, I'm going through these trials and I'm going through these tribulations and, and everything's going south and everything is bad. But this is just normal. It's just normal. I tell you today, friends, 
God did not send his only begotten son into this world to live, to suffer, and to die on a cruel cross and shed his blood so that you could live a normal life. He came so you could live a supernatural life. Not normal. Not natural. Supernatural. You have power. We'll talk about this next week. You have authority. You, you have Christ. He that's in you is greater than he that's in the world. It's, it's time to take a stand. I guarantee you that there is some area of your life right now you need to say, Satan, that's enough. No to that. I'm not going to listen to that anymore. I do want to leave you with something because I feel like I need to leave you with something to help you between now and next week. Now, some of you already know, but some of you may not. So here it is. Would you agree with me that if there is uh, anyone who has ever lived on planet Earth that would know how to resist the devil, it would be Jesus, right? And when the enemy came against him, here it is. This is what Jesus said. And you might want to write these down if you can't remember it. This is what Jesus said. Away from me, Satan, for it is written. That's not a lot, is it? Now listen, you can shout at the devil if you want to, and you can say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus, and, and I do that sometimes. You foul, ugly, ungodly, immoral, indecent spirit. I come against you in the blood of Jesus and in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, the Christ, the Savior, the Messiah. I come against you and I rebuke you. I do that sometimes because I like to do that. But this will work just as good. Away from me, Satan. It is written. How about this? Away from me and my family, Satan. Because for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. How about that? How, how about this? Away from me, Satan, and away from my children. Because I'm raising godly offspring, as the scripture says. You may not think your children are godly offspring, but you could be wrong. You probably are wrong. You see, away from me, Satan, for it is written. Now, in order to carry this all the way, then what that means is you've got to get in the word of God. When he comes against you, you've got to be able to say, away from me, Satan, it is written. You're a loser. You're a failure. You've got nothing going for you. Away from me, Satan. I am more than a conqueror through him that loved me and gave himself for me. Yeah. Know the scriptures. If you'll set up camp right there. Oh, what a difference it'll make in your life. Take the blindfold off. Believe the word of God. Submit to the Lord, resist the devil. You'll begin to see great things happen. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for this day. Thank you for the privilege to preach your word. 
Lord, set us free. Give us boldness and courage. Help us to submit to you like never before and to resist the enemy like never before. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you again for watching our message from River of Life. If this message has touched you today, or if you need someone to pray with, please contact our office at 850-926-1200 or email us at info We also want to encourage you to visit us Sunday mornings at 10.30 or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Please visit us at rolcrackerville.com for more information and